You will sleep better than you have ever slept. You've never been this relaxed. Are you ready to change your life? I'm Rusty Diamond, certified hypnotist. You don't need to leave your house. You can stay in your bed. You can stay in your favorite chair. You just need a computer or your phone. You can get a hold of me. Stay at home. I'll make your life better. Hypnosisisgrade.com It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Yo, man, Boomus Rusty, what is up, everyone? It is Thursday, 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 leap year day, 29th of February. So what's up with that? I knew someone way, way back uh, and was like, let's see, uh, you know, doing some things. Uh, and I think this was back in the 90s and uh, was born on a leap year and turned 100. But then I guess it's only 25. So, you know what it is. But, you know, old old motherfucker, old motherfucker. And there's no way that she's alive now. So, you know, what? Uh, uh, yeah, she got to be 100. So she did all right. So uh, welcome to the Public Access Podcast. Here on the Rusty Diamond Podcast Network, I'm your host, Rusty Diamond. I am some dude. So thank you, everyone, for being here. And I, I appreciate you for that. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And it's time for me to bring on my special guest right here and right now. And my special guest right here and right now is Jaws. Did I did I yes. fuck that up? I was no, trying to remember. Good. Like, was it Jaws or was it Joe's? Because it was it's probably a year ago I had you on, and then I was like, "Damn, dude!" Like, I'm gonna make sure I ask him, and then uh, of course I didn't. So, um, fun story. So that Jaws is actually a play on my last name, which is Joswiak, and I introduced myself as Joswiak because I want to be called Jaws. I don't want to be called Joe's. I don't want to be the plural or the possessive. Of some dude named Joe. That's not me. That's I'm fair. Jaws. So, that's and it's, fair. Not, it's not Jaws like the shark either. But I do get that sometimes. Well, I mean, so, so wait, so what would it be then? I mean, it's, it's J O Z, but so like you said, you're not like Joe's, but you're like Jaws, but J like J O Z Jaws, but not Jaws the the shark J A W S. So, what? It's just me. That's just it's, that's, oh, it's, it's okay. my own my own thing, and it's funny because I I get called Jaws, Jaws enough that I actually worked like the outline of a shark into the artwork for one of my newer shows as like a Ooh. funny play on on that whole thing. So uh, plus the show's name is the Jaws of Life or the Jaws of Life. So kind of okay. I just kind of leaned into it a little bit. You have to. You have to lean Absolutely. into things like that. You know, like uh, if sometimes if you got something like that, you got a name like that, you got to fucking throw in the shark. Uh, are you doing the. What's it called? Like the. Fuck, um, the artwork and stuff. Is that you or do you have uh, someone else you outsource or do you let Mr. Uh, or um, whatever AI do that um, for you? So a uh, little bit of both. I I have a guy, my brother-in-law does, he's a, he's a graphic designer by trade. Uh, okay. got his, you know, got his degree in that uh, from Alfred University. Actually does it for New Era, the hat company now, professionally. Oh, shit. But he has his own, like, side company called Yelich Graphics. Shout out Ben Yelich. 
Uh, you can check him out on all the stuff he has. He, he does great work. Um, you know, he's done it, done artwork for our, for our shows. He's done Jersey swaps, uh, when we were doing hats, tats and stats, uh, different graphics. He created the logos for hats, tats and stats, tip of the cap. Um, and then I had him creating the, like, so the, if you look at the jaws of life artwork, it's got a cartoon version of me from my MMA days. And it's kind of like a hybrid between, you know, like me with the hood up with hands wrapped, uh, wearing like a cutoff hoodie, jeans and Tim's. So it's kind of like I walk around in life like that sometimes. Um, right. But it also kind of looks like disturbs the guy from their, you know, from their okay. and stuff. So there was kind of yeah. like the, the the inspiration for it. Um, and I had him making one for a co-host of mine on one of my shows, Common Debauchery. And at around the same time, he got busy, kind of slowed him down a little bit. And my co-host kind of like, eh, I, you know, it's fun, but it's, uh, you know, and kind of get, started giving me that him and Haw BS. And I ended up just kind of being like, you know, listen, man, like if you're not into it, that's fine. But I'm not going to keep trying. I'm not going to keep going. I'm not going to waste this kid's time creating an animated character of you. So oh, I ended up using the animated character of me as part of the artwork for Jaws of Life. <laughs> So, um, I, I just, I plopped his design and I made the background, like I put the sharks behind it and stuff. And that one's, you know, kind of cartoony and goofy, but, um, I do do some, uh, media stuff myself. I actually do more of it for my sports ventures, you know, coaching. I run the social media for the team that I coach, uh, creating graphics, schedules, game graphics, stuff like that. But that's all easy stuff. As far as like design from scratch, I'm lost. So no, I don't do that. Yeah. So, uh, there's a guy I I know. Um, he lives in Minnesota, and and Minnesota, uh, you know, hockey is huge, everything. Um, and so he got into this thing where, like, they they're streaming all, all the games. There's like a, a network for like the high school games and stuff like that, and so it, they have these uh, like smart kind of cameras that are they don't need to have operators on them and they can just go and like you know sort of follow the action the whole time and uh you know eventually you know like if you you spend enough for camera op this like eliminates the camera operator and like uh and it just they do live streaming and uh like uh with you know get uh people commentating like get um hire people to commentate and it's a cool fucking thing and i i hope it takes off on more places because i mean just having that to so I, mean, I thought about it for wrestling like eventually like how nice it would be to just have you know like a set like in an arena especially in an arena like if it's basketball or hockey or something where you can set these static cameras up um and just eventually you know they pay for themselves and you know get rid of the the camera guys but um yeah i actually um i did the first time i ever did any kind of color uh color or play-by-play i worked with a company that was kind of based in like pencil like pa new jersey over like that state line area okay i mean they their their setup was insane you know they had the full you know two dudes with headsets he had four you know, we were sitting behind home plate on the field with like a net blocking us. Um, and he, I mean, he had four or five screens. He had the command, you know, to, to switch to different camera guys. We had a camera guy up in the stands shooting down at home plate. We had one at first, one at third, and one in dead center field. So you could like look down the tunnel at the pitcher and catcher like you would see in a pro game. And cool. as, you know, as things were happening, like he, like the one guy wall doing color, was switching between cameras and like the camera guys were following different things. They it was a well-oiled machine. And I've seen, you know, some of the local guys that we have around where I live in Buffalo, you know, it's usually a guy with a camera and then a guy or two on color. And for sports like football and stuff, it's, you know, they're, they have a guy on the camera you know, they have a stationary camera that they'll move just to kind of, you know, follow where things are or, for basketball and hockey, they kind of pull it back enough where you can kind of see the whole rink, you know, so you're yeah. not necessarily following the action, but I've actually seen quite a few of those automated camera systems 
where even if it's just one and you're on a basketball court, it just kind of follows the play back and forth. So it's, you know, a little bit better than just a stationary shot of center right. court. Um, but I've seen them as, as, as high tech as like eight or nine different cameras where you can actually switch and swap. And the some of the tech that they have out there actually has it where you don't have to switch that the camera that's got the best focus of the closest action automatically triggers. That's just really cool. Great. Like, yeah. Yeah. You like, so you're not only taking the cameraman out of it, but then you're like taking the dude sitting there mashing buttons to follow the action out of it too. So you're like backing off some production needs at the same time. Yeah. Especially that live production, having to be able to do that, um, having that switcher and being able to, you know, move between, all those is just so nice to, you know, be able to let, let something else do it. And yeah, be able to focus on other aspects of it and well, yeah, be able then, to up the production I, value. I think we both know when you talk to people about wanting to do that stuff, right? What do people want to do? They, they want to say be the guy in the mic, right? That you want to be the, right. you want to be the voice. You want to be the guy, right? Like, Hey man, want to come hold a camera for three hours? No. <laughs> no, no, I don't. Have you ever held a camera for three hours? And usually, then when if someone says that, yes, then they're like, "Nah, I'm good." Right. I, or if they're like, "Nah, maybe I have it. Maybe, maybe it's not so bad." But holding a camera, I mean, they're smaller than they are than they before for the most part. But still, like, I don't want to fucking hold a camera for three oh. hours. That shit sucks. Even, even like having a stationary camera where it's fucking just moving the shit around a little bit. Uh, that still sucks for three hours, dude. Like, yeah, that's yeah. one of those things too. Like if the guys who want to do that are the guys who love doing that. And those uh -huh. guys are far and few between, you know, the guys who like camera work is an art to them. And those are the guys right. you need, but those guys are hard to find. Yeah. And they're usually they're doing usually... something else. Yeah. They're usually pretty fucking pricey. And they're and like, that's why these things are going to, you know, probably price them out pretty soon. And uh, I mean, you, you think about just like, yeah, those people like, and then they usually end up doing anything else because most sports can't afford to pay their, their worth and they're worth yeah. it. They're worth every fucking Absolutely. penny of that. They sure are. And I mean, most, I know, I don't know about your buddy and you know what they, you know, what they do at the high school with the guys around here. Um, you know, they, they don't get paid for it. And they basically run their network through sponsorship and donation. And then they, yeah. they just get permission from the schools to show up and broadcast, essentially. I mean, it, it works. It yeah, works. Absolutely. And um, I mean, there's people watching it. So like, it, fuck yeah, man. Like, bring bring it. And um, so um, so you're in, you said Buffalo, right? Yep. Or near Buffalo? Yeah, just outside, in the, out in the out in the suburbs. In the suburbs, the, the yeah, sub. Uh, nope, can't do it. No play on words with Buffalo and suburbs yet. I thought I was going to be able to get something out of that this morning, but uh, not quite yet. So uh, I got to work on that. But so then, are are you? You're you're calling stuff kind of on the side, uh, not calling, but you're doing uh, like live. Live games uh, on the side sometimes have, when you need. Yeah, when, need. like when, when I can, um, which is far and few between at this point. Um, you know, something I was looking to do a little bit more intently a couple years ago. Um, and actually something uh, I used to work for a local radio station in the area and just small like neighborhood station kind of deal. And they wanted before I got hired, they had a sports director. As I was getting brought in, he was leaving. He was basically uh, like, uh, you know, the, it was, it was just coming out of the pandemic. The pandemic kind of killed sports. Like we all know um, they were ramping back up, but like budgets were kind of getting cut and, you know, people didn't want to pay for uh, like the station used to cover like two or three specific schools. And then like the general area beyond that. And they, they didn't want to like pay to sponsor things. Cause they were like, eh, we don't know what sports going to look like. So he was on his way out. And they were trying to like bring somebody in about a year later to like really ramp that up. And that was going to be me at one point. And then, you know, they looked and it, it was a thing where they're like, well, with your work schedule, I'm like, yeah, I have to work another job. Cause you know, I got bills to pay. Like, right. 
I can't be available for every sporting event you want me to and lose my house in the process. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but that's just not a thing. Um, and they ended up not really ever getting back into it to that extent, to my knowledge. Um, you know, but it was one of those things that during that time I wanted to bring the video component to the radio station. Um, cause the, the radio station actually airs Yankee games and has the exclusive rights to the point that when the Yankees games are on the radio waves for that station, they can't stream it online and they also can't stream other audio online. Like, so they can't have a live of what they would be playing. Instead uh, okay. Of the they can't do the Yankees game either. So it's like, listen, what that means is there's nothing that says you can't have video. You can't have a broadcast on your Facebook page. Like, so I started bringing that up and like showing them what I could do. And then during that time, uh, they basically said like, we're taking a step back from the sports side of things for a minute here to reevaluate some other stuff at the station. And we're not going to do that. And I was like, okay. That was the end of them. Yeah. So yeah. They, it, it was just one of those things, you know, and down the road, um, I ended up getting benched from the air because I coach and that the, the two schedules didn't work to their liking, I guess. But so when you're coaching, is that what, what, uh, are you coaching again? Uh, yeah. So I'm, I coach, uh, co- I coach college baseball. And so that is that year round then or uh, pretty close. Cause I'm, so I, I'm not only coaching, but I'm doing recruiting. So that's the part that's year round. Um, so yeah, we have our fall season, you know, I'm one of three assistant coaches. So because I do the recruiting and because I, you know, my, my job doesn't allow for me to be there at three o'clock every day. The adjustment is I'm there a couple days and every other day I'm just on the recruiting trail talking to kids, you know, Hey, what are your plans for college? What do you want to do? You want to play baseball? Like, what are you looking at? Who are you looking at? What are you looking to do? Like academically, you know, stuff like that. Just try to get guys to come and come to our program. So then you go to like high schools and stuff and uh... high school games, travel games, uh, a lot of, a lot of it right now, um, recruiting has turned very virtual. You know, there's, oh. there's so much expansion with that right now between social media. Uh, there's actually a website. It's basically Facebook for recruiting. You know, you create a profile, you post videos, your coaches are on there. They can evaluate you. Um, oh. You know, and it's solely geared toward, and you can, you know, like, so I'm, I'm in there, my, you know, as a baseball coach and a recruiter. So I only see baseball players, but there's, they have it for softball, volleyball, basketball. It's, it's pretty fascinating. So it, it, it allows me in Buffalo to connect with kids from Georgia, Florida, Texas, LA, you know, without having to go reach. Yeah. There. And at the same time, I'm talking to local guys. I'm going to local high school games, local travel tournaments, uh, and then big recruiting events through, you know, more national organizations as well. So then uh, when you get there, let's say you get to one of these games and it's somewhere like, you know, an out of town thing. How is there like a look that that people doing your job have, like where people can kind of tell like, oh, hey, I bet I think that's a scout. Like uh, or is, is there, you know, you're taking notes or um, generally you know, speaking, people take note. Um you know, a lot of times you, you show up, you got your, you know, the college hat on a college pullover, college t-shirt on, whatever it might be. Um, I have heard of, and I've done it once where, you know, you wanted to see what you were getting from a kid who, you know, it was kind of a more of a verbal commitment. You know, he said, I'm, you know, I'm already coming to the school. I want to play and I want to see what you got, you know, cause anybody can say anything, you know, that, Oh, I throw, yeah. I, I, you know, I throw 87 from the left and I hit bombs. Like, yeah, dude, but why are it's okay? Why are you why why aren't you committed? Like, well, what's you're coming here, you're you've committed here, but you're not like you're not heavily recruited. So what's up? Um, and this was so this was last year with the with the college I was with last year that that closed. Um but I went to I went just plain clothes, nobody knew me from Adam, you know, just sat in the bleachers with a hat on on the other team, like so his his team was team A, and the, it was the game was at team B school. And I went and sat on their uh-huh. sideline and no one knew who I was. No one knew me from Adam. Just kind of stuck, you know, hung back, kept to myself and watched. And, you know, it turned out that he didn't throw 87 and he didn't hit bombs kind of thing. You know, and like, and I know guys have done that to like, oh, what kind of kid is he? You know, I've, I, I, the talent's there, but I want to see what it looks like when he doesn't know he's being watched. Like, what, what do you do when you're not sure who's there? Or you're like, you're. Oh, I, you know, I got to be on my best. I got to look the part because I know like all oh, that coach is here, but 
you know, if you don't necessarily know, you know, somebody's face or you don't, you're not paying attention, you know, I blend in well when I need to. So. Right. And so then, uh, are you like doing any, I mean, like, so then like after the game, do you go up and you go like, Oh, Hey, you know, um, I'm Jaws. Uh, I like what you're doing. You, uh, you ever think about what, you yeah. know? Yeah, absolutely. Just, That's, uh, you know, it's a, a big part of it is, you know, I, I shaking hands, kissing babies, you know, making yourself right. known, um, you know, especially when you want to be or you want to be seen. And it's not necessarily a wanting to be seen necessarily. It's more like when I don't want to be seen, generally speaking, you know, you, you show up, you look, you know, you kind of have a look, people know you're like, you're taking notes, you're writing stuff down. Like I've walked up to, to coaches in the past, like, Hey, can I take a, you know, can I just take a picture of lineup real quick? You know, I'm, I'm there to see one kid in particular, but I want to like, if somebody else comes up and kind of shows out, I want to know who I'm looking at kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, more, more so with coaches too. Cause there's, you know, there's certain dead periods where you're not technically allowed to talk to the kids. Um, and I like technically like, you're not allowed to talk to kids. There's no technicality about it. Like, uh, during the part of the year or yeah, like during there's, there's different. So last year when I was with uh, an NCAA school, there were points where we couldn't, we had, we couldn't have contact, you know, direct contact with the kid. Um, you know, parents could send emails, stuff like that. Coaches could reach out, but we couldn't directly speak to the kid. Um, you know, and that, and it, it changes there. They've been kind of changing it a lot more recently and it's more strict for like division one, but um, you know, like I've, walk up to coaches like, Hey man, I really like your number three hitter. You know, what's his deal? Does, you know, do you know where he's going yet? You know, does he, what grade is he in? Cause there's times you walk up and you're like, Oh, Hey man, that kid really showed out. He's like, Oh yeah, he's a freshman. Like got it. Got to wait a couple of years on that one. You know, type so, thing. Is... So, there are, so, I mean, are there, are there ways to be like, Hey, you know, this kid can get into college at like, Sort of like what, uh, you know, being able to skip college and go into the pros. Is there a way, like, if you're a ninth grader and be like, hey, man, this guy is really good. He'd be, uh, could be a freshman uh, in college next year. Is that something that can happen or is it? Not really. I, I've heard of the rare occasion. I mean, and this is probably your rarest of rare, like Bryce Harper rare. Uh, yeah. Where he actually dropped out of high school, got his GED and entered as a um, he went in and played a year of Juco in Vegas. So he went to a junior college in Vegas. That's that plays wood bat and then got drafted out of there because they basically look like he basically got looked at and they were like, listen, you are well better than everybody around you. And you're hitting 500 foot home runs with loaded metal bats against guys who don't belong in the field with you. Like we want to see you play like, so as what it would have been like, it's probably a 17 year old senior in high school. He went to a junior college like he dropped out, got his GED, went to a junior college and played a year there where he was playing 19, 20 and 21 year olds and doing the same thing with a wood bat. And they went, yeah, okay. The kid's legit type thing. But yeah. That, that is so incredibly rare. Um, he's probably the last one I know of doing that. You know, okay. I, I've, I've heard of like that joke, like, Hey, you want to forego your senior year and come play for us? And like, generally speaking, you know, that's, that's a cool conversation to have as a kid. Like you get, all jazz like oh my god the college wants me and then like having coached in college and been a college athlete in in the past like you walk in as a freshman like you're not even close to ready if you're going to a four-year school like and and the guys who are are a rare breed you know right because you're again you're an 18 year old you go to a four-year school you're playing against 23 24 year olds who have four years of a college lifting program and college play yeah they're they're just bigger, stronger, faster than probably most of what you've seen so far, you know, cause even, even like if you're playing national level tournaments against guys that are the best of the best in the country at your age, when you go to college, you're playing against guys who were that for four years prior to you being there. So they, they're just more yeah. experienced. You know, there's a little bit more season on that meat and they're just stronger because that's what happens to the human body. Right. 24 year olds right. are generally stronger than a 19 year old. Yeah. So, for the most part. Yeah. It's increasingly rare, uh, is, is is generally the point I'm getting to there. And then, so, uh, you say it, you're it's a D three school? Is that what you said? Uh, that's where I was at a D three school last year. I'm at a junior college this year. A junior college this year. Okay, so, like, what? So let's say you have someone that's uh, you're scanning for for the junior college, and 
like a, a D3 school is also like, is there a way you can be like, hey, you should, you know, come here as opposed to going to the D3 or if you're in the D3, like if they were like a D2 or D1 school was after them, you're like, hey, you should go here instead. Um, is that ever a conversation that comes up? It is, um, you know, because part of recruiting is, you know, trying to get guys to come to your like, why, why should you come here instead of everyone else that's talked to you? Um, one right. of the toughest things that we have to combat, and we had to combat it last year when, because again, I was at a, a four-year school that was a Division three. There's no money. There's no academic or there's no athletic money in D three. So there's no like, hey man, I'll pay. You know, we'll pay for your books. We'll pay for your housing. Like we we can't do that. You know, now being at a JUCO, we're D three JUCO. Same rules apply. There's no athletic money. So you know, if you're talking to a kid who's getting talked to by a, an average D two school. And, you know, like we're, we're nationally ranked right now. Um, uh, we're 15th in the nation preseason. And, you know, that, that's an easy sell for me. Like, Hey, do you want to, you know, you can go play for a mid-level team at a higher level, or you can come play for a nationally ranked Juco and maybe go higher than that in a year or two. Like that, that's a big sell for us, you know, and really for any Juco because, Hey, you're going to go there. Are you going to play? Cause freshmen play every year for us because they have to. Because we are we're only first and second year guys. Are you going to go yeah. and play over third, fourth, and fifth year guys? I mean, and now because of COVID, sixth, seventh year guys, you know, five, six, seven year guys. Like that's a that's a legitimate question. Oh yeah, I didn't think but, about that. But when they say, "Oh, they're covering half my tuition," yeah, that's tough. That's tough. Yeah, that's hard to argue with. You know, the money side of it. So, you know, we we have ways that we try to like level that conversation and a lot of it's you know playing time you know the you know you can go there now or in two years you can go there anyway or maybe go somewhere better maybe go somewhere bigger maybe maybe instead of a mid-level d2 a mid-level d1 wants you right some money there you know and then if money is an issue i mean just like for a year or two at a junior college as opposed to going to a university man like how much you're going to be saving like your parents are probably going to or if they're paying for it or whoever's paying for it, they're probably going to be pretty, pretty happy. Like, yeah, yeah. I can pay like even at the portion of, the of this, you know? Like, yeah. College loans are a huge topic in the world right now because they're predatory as hell. Right. Yeah. And um, I mean, yeah, getting someone to be like, okay, yeah, you're going to be probably paying this the rest of your life. And maybe, maybe you'll pay it off and yeah. then, I... yeah, then you can get a house. I just went to dinner the other night with a, a buddy of mine who we graduated from the same college a year apart. And the loans that he took out, I was fortunate enough coming out of college to get a job that helped me pay mine off. He wasn't. He goes, I have paid my principal off three times over and I still owe money because of the interest. He goes, wow. I'm still paying those loans off. He goes, I looked at what I've paid into this. He goes, I've paid that loan off three times, but the interest just keeps it, keeps it alive. We've been out of school for 10 years, 15 years, something like that. Yeah. Like somewhere, somewhere in there, I think like, it was what, you're 22, 23 when you graduate, depending upon, you know, <laughs> whether or not you're yeah. on your program or not. Right. Yeah. He's Holy like, shit. I'm still paying off my loans. I was like, oh, you know, he got, like, he got caught up in some of the Sally Mae stuff where it was 16 to 20% interest. So he's like most of his payment every year every payment is interest it's not even paying off the principal so he's like uh i took wow. you know i took i took one hundred and twenty thousand dollars in loans out i've paid four hundred and forty thousand dollars back and i haven't paid my loans off yet and i'm like what yeah yeah, so yeah. fucking yeah that's maybe, insane. Maybe, maybe taking a cheaper option for a year or two and maybe then getting some money toward playing is, is an option and that's a conversation i do have with kids not to that level. I don't go into the whole like, do you want to be in debt for twenty years? No, I would probably, probably not go on that road. <laughs> you know, because that like you talk you talk that to a kid, the kid like gets scared. They don't know what to talk. You know, they don't know. Yeah, that's how, a how good point. Conversation, but you know that, that's definitely like, hey, you know, especially you know, we have different tuition for in state and out of state. You know, like listen, man, seven grand, seven grand for the semester. That's nothing. It's twenty two yeah. at the college up the road. <laughs> yeah so for what you can do in a year would be what you do for a semester or like a, a term or i get no i guess that's not right you said 
a semester than a trimester. So, but still like way cheaper. Yeah. You, you could be here for almost your entire two years and still not pay what you paid for a semester at another college. Yeah. That's, that says something. And then, yeah. Plus, uh, I don't know, man. I enjoyed being at a junior college, man. I th- I thought it was cool. Like, you get people that are not everyone's fucking your age, and that's cool. Yeah, you I, get uh, you get some people that. I yeah, went the four year university route myself, but you know the the first one I went to felt like a JUCO because it was a smaller one here in West, like right in the city, so it felt like it was. Oh, okay. But yeah, I went to a. I finished out at a, a different four year. That was about an hour and 10 minutes away. And why'd you switch? Um, actually, it was for sports. I played football for a year here at Buff State, and then um, I didn't like it, wasn't a fan. Um, just a lot, lot of weird stuff there with, you know, you, you come from a high school. Like the high school I came from was very, you know, ah, Lancaster Pride, bleed red and black, that whole thing. And then you go to the small D3 program that's, again, a mid level program, and the guy, the guy next to you would rather cut your knee so his buddy could start as opposed to win football games. And I'm like, okay, you you, you got guys taking cheap shots on players. So other players can start because it's his his friend. And you know, how dare you not let my friend play type thing. I was like, yeah, this isn't for me. Uh, So I transferred to a different school to play baseball. Okay. And yeah. So then was that the end of your football? Uh... Uh, That's the last time I put pads on. Yeah. I've played some competitive football since then. Which being a What's big com- man, being being a lineman, it's basically real football, but you're not wearing pads. Okay, uh, how is that? A while back, uh, actually, as recently as last year. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah. So I, you know, knock around with the boys still from time to time, just because I'm I'm a freak. I, I like to hit things. I like to get hit. So that's why I got. That's why I did the MMA thing for a couple of years. Played football. You know, just. I apparently I'm a glutton for punishment. Not wrong with that, man. I fucking I hear you on that one, dude. It, sometimes, yeah, you gotta fucking you gotta beat people up, and people gotta beat you up. Yeah, and uh, that's what makes the world go around, man. Absolutely. Um. So, flag football. Then you're still. You said you're still hitting people, though. Is that yeah. how? Yeah. So being a lineman, um, you know, indoor and outdoor are a little bit different. Outdoor. Outdoor comes close to full on tackle. As long as you're going for the flag, you can do pretty much whatever you want. Uh, okay. And then, like blocking is all live, indoor and outdoor Whoa. blocking live. Uh, they're a little bit stricter indoors because obviously you're on turf, not on grass. And then turf is laid on concrete, grass is laid on dirt, so dirt's a little bit softer, generally speaking. Um, you know, so they try to say like, oh, open hand, straight arm blocks, as opposed to throwing a shoulder into somebody. I've had shoulders thrown on me. I've thrown a shoulder or two in my day in indoor. With no pads. Yep. No pads, no helmets. No pad, no helmet. Some guys wear mouth guards. A couple of guys that I know, like, will wear goggles to protect their eyes. Like, I've I've had guys, like, leave scars and scratches on my arms because they don't cut their nails and stuff. Like, it's, you know, things you never think about playing football because you're wearing pads, sleeves, stuff like that. And I'm out there in a... For a little while, when I was in a little bit better shape, it was like a, a spandex jersey. But then I backed off to more of like just a loose, like football practice jersey because a t-shirt gets ripped playing line because guys grab and pull and tug and you know it's live, it's live lineman play. You know you're yeah. you're, you're banging on every single play, but you learn to be better because you're not leading with your head all the time. So <laughs> right, do some people lead with their head? Uh, I've had a couple people try. Uh, luckily I'm, you know, being six, four and again, being aware, you're not wearing a helmet, don't have a face mask. You know, you learn to play a little bit taller up top. So you, you know, you lower your, your pad level with, by bending your knees and your head and your hips, Yeah, you know, keeping your head back. Um, you know, I've, I've been punched in the face on accident. You know, I've had guys like, you know, try to overhand chop my arm so like you know you kick back you put the arm out and you got a guy coming over with a fist on your bicep or on your elbow so the next play like okay i'm gonna see if he does it again and when he does like you got me the first time the second time i'm gonna give it to you but i'm ready for it and the third time you're gonna go for it you're gonna miss and you're gonna give me your face and i'm just gonna mush you and be like are we done here (laughs) yeah you know it's all it's all part of the game but i mean it's it is i've i've come home with with scratches bruises cuts um you know the, there was a point i had um 
Like I, I, like a, a tattoo that I got like six months prior has a huge scar across it from a dude who again didn't cut. Like he, he had a coke nail. There's no other way to put it. He had a coke oh nail. shit, it was okay. like this long off his nail, and like he went to like rip, like pull my jersey, and his hand slipped, and he like cut my arm. And I was like, dude, put a glove on or get off the goddamn field. Like that's disgusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was yeah. fun. You know, it, it was a good time. It was, you know, living, living back on the field with the boys. And so are these guys, your friends or are they uh, like, is it a bunch of different teams or is it like a lot of people just sort of like rotating through? So like, if it's, let's say someone like on uh, some random team that with the big old fucking Coke nail that fucking gets you, uh, it's one thing, but like if it's one of your buddies and you're like, dude, Hey man, uh, I know you fucking love fucking having a nice little helping helping helper uh, on the end of your hand, but man, you gotta fucking you gotta do something. It it kind of goes both ways. Um, you know, obviously you you become friends with the guys you play with. Um, I started playing because of my buddy's little brother had a team and they asked me to play. And oh, okay, we then me and my buddies put our own team in. For a, for a while and then half of us got asked to play by another team in a different division so like we would go and play two games in a night um you know and, and you, you get to know a lot of the guys in the league guys you've gone against a ton of times and like it kind of becomes that mutual respect thing where like you hey we're gonna go we're gonna bang we're gonna play and generally it's like the the newer guys that come in or the like you know you get a little older you're in your mid to late 20s early 30s me mid 30s and, you know, these young kids come in all full of piss and vinegar just off, you know, just off the high school field or the college field thinking, like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go play. And then all of a sudden, you're like, two plays in, you're like, dude, like, could you not put your chest in my, or your head in my stomach every time you rush me? Like, you're not supposed to have your hand on the ground. You're not like, there's rules in here for a reason. We're not wearing gear. And he's like, that you, then you get that kid that's like, oh, you're a pussy. Like, okay, now I'm going to play. <laughs> I've, yeah, I've been playing flag, but if you want to play football, I'm here. Um, I've, I've gotten I've I've gotten a few tussles, you know, out there. Um, you know, yeah. I, I try not to. Again, I'm usually one of the bigger guys in the field. Um, but I take exception when there's another bigger guy in the field who picks on somebody smaller than him. Like, hey man, I'm right here. Like I I don't hide. Like I don't I don't shy away from contact. I don't shy away from aggression. And that kid is five foot four. Like we, when we do it, Dame's one of my favorite teammates. This kid is one of the most athletic freaks I've ever seen. He's just short and he's fast. He's shifty. And because everyone's eligible on the field and flag, he plays center and he can block uh, and he can get the job done. But every now and again, to try to slow him down, one of the big boys picks on him. And this dude, you know, like just blindsided him the one play just like we we were running a play that was a delay and his job was to make sure he didn't get out so when he tried to delay and turn he just ran through his back and my buddy dame popped off and he was like dude what the hell are you kidding and he shoved him again so i two-handed the dude in the back put him on his face and oh. he, i was like if you want to pick on somebody i'm right the fuck here and like we still we like nose to nose two six four 275 300 pounders just standing there screaming at each other and my buddy, my buddy Dame's just like, get him, get him, bury him, kill him. And I was like, I will, don't worry. And like the refs got between us and he walked away and I stood there like, I am right here, buddy. I am not moving. <laughs> they, yeah. They can throw me out. I don't care. And they're like the one ref who I knew, know, have known forever is like, please, please walk away, please. <laughs> like, yeah, I will. Don't worry. But like that, so dude, he wasn't a problem after that. Because what like that you know it's sports it pleases itself you have that enforcer yep. who doesn't let other people do stupid shit and no one does stupid shit. Uh yeah, I mean yeah, you kind of need those enforcers, man. They're fucking pretty, pretty important in sports. You know, a ref can do some stuff, but so sometimes people just need to be put in their fucking place. And that's you know it's true for a lot of things in life. For sure. Some people just need to be put in their place and it's it's okay. It's okay. It'll fucking work itself out and they'll they'll fucking they'll wear themselves out and then you're back to normal. Everything's back to homeostasis. And right. like, eh, here we are. Here we are. Um so where 
you, you probably answer this on a lot of other podcasts, but I, you know, this is a question I have. Uh, where where did you get your flow from for your your announcing voice? Um, honestly, it's just kind of me. Okay, you know, it's just I, I I I say this all the time. I've said this in job interviews. I've said this, you know, in in talks with my manager. I am who I am. You're getting who you you're getting me. You know, um, obviously, like I had have my radio voice. You know, and the when I was actually live on the air on the radio, it was. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to 1340 AM, 105.3 FM, streaming worldwide, WLVL.com. I'm Chris Cage. Brent, come, you know, coming to you, this is Dial a Deal, you know, and you're just a little bit more animated and stuff like that. And that comes yeah. into play, but that's something you develop. You know, that's something you just don't come out and do it. Like, it's something I had to find. And right. it just, it was another side of me that's always existed. You know, I've always been a talker. And you learn how to talk and inflect a little bit differently. And it just kind of came, it came naturally, but it was something I had to find on my own. The first time you're sitting there and the on air button goes on, you're like, thanks for tuning in guys. Uh, I'm Chris Cage. And like the guy that was training me was like, bro, like get into it a little bit, like have a little fun, you know, and just once you're able to let it go, it's, it is what it is. And it just kind of comes out. Yeah. And it's just fucking the show. It's the fucking show, man. Uh, Side note, did you know that uh, Chuck D of Public Enemy, the way he got his flow uh, was by emulating Marv Albert? Really? Uh, yeah. And you can kind of hear it, too, when you listen to it. It's, it's kind of a, a weird thing. It was some weird tidbit I found like 10 years ago, and that's always kind of stuck with me because I, anytime I hear Public Enemy, I just start laughing. I, I keep great. keep thinking of, of Marv Albert, but... Um, yeah, dude. Uh, so, uh, so then you got like sixteen podcasts. I think is what you were telling me <laughs> somewhere in there. Uh, so it's right now it's three. Um, okay, I've had a few. So I used to do common debauchery with my buddy Rotten Jack, um, which was just it was a podcast about nothing and everything. The only thing we didn't talk was religion and politics. Um, that was the one that he kind of fizzled out on. He, you know. Just kind of like whatever. So I was like, all right, it happens. I didn't, didn't, I didn't want to keep doing it alone, but I didn't want to like go through the fight of finding regular co-hosts. Like my wife will join me from time to time, um, but she's not like consistent with it. So that's what I, you know, I kind of shut that one down, turned that one into the jaws of life. So when I'm doing it, I can do it myself. But if I want to bring on a friend, I can bring on a friend, and it's kind of just mine. the last episode I just dropped, I actually did a segment I've wanted to do forever. Uh, I used to have a movie podcast called The Producers with my buddy Austin. He's a big movie buff. If you want a guy who can quote any movie ever and be like almost verbatim from start to finish, it's him. Um, and I always wanted to do something where like, hey, let's let's like cast our own movie. Like let's let's pick a movie and just like who we think would be perfect for an established franchise, right? Okay. So I just did, I just casted my own version of the Justice League of who I think would be perfect for each role if there was nothing holding me back. Like, so there was no money holding me back, no like other filming schedules and everybody would just say, yes, like this is ideally who I would want to do it. I wanted to do that on that show. I wanted to do it on Common Debauchery. Neither one of my co-hosts were into it. So I said like, this was like, perfect. I can do it myself on my own show. Um, So that's Jaws of Life. It's pretty much whatever I feel like talking about. I just kind of jump on and and talk uh, i'm only i'm two two and a half episodes in i did like a pilot and then episode one episode two um i'm actually going to be doing episode three i believe either later today or after my games tomorrow from florida um and yeah. then i was also doing hats tats and stats which was a buffalo-based pro sports podcast we fo- focused mostly on the bills um i've had four different co-hosts for that my buddy austin who was with the movie stuff my two brother-in-laws and my one of my best friend Taylor. Um, that one was just kind of it ran its course, you know. Just kind of we were a hundred and thirty some odd episodes in. Schedules got crazy between my wedding. Uh, I coach my one brother-in-law coaches. The other one plays played college football up until this year. Um, my buddy Taylor runs a bar, so his schedule is kind of wonky. And my other buddy Austin had a kid, so things got weird separated so now that one has become a show called jazz talk sports where i just talk sports because i like talking sports if you couldn't tell um and then i have two, yeah. 
uh, podcast, which is my baseball show where I just talk prep baseball. It's kind of more educational, informational, uh, interview local athletes, stuff like that. Um, that one, the show has been on a bit of a hiatus, but I use that as my coaching brand as well. So kind of, you know, to advertise doing lessons, coaching, training, stuff like that. So those are the three big ones, the Jaws of Life, Jaws Talk Sports, and Tip of the Cap, which Jaws Talk Sports and Jaws of Life are the two big ones that I'm pushing right now. Yeah, and so then uh, just able to record right right where you are right now. Yes, yeah, and then I got a small uh, multi-person studio out in my garage, which I refer to as my bench and brew because uh, half of it's a sit-around man cave beer drinking station. The other half is a, a workout spot, and then... Okay. I have a couple of the garage necessities, like a snowblower and a shovel laying around. Uh, but I have a small little table in the back that's got a couple, you know, I got a little uh, little soundboard, a couple microphones, so I can do an in-person interview. I have another microphone I can add to it, actually two more if I wanted to. Um, cool. That one's also, the the board I have out there is uh, connects to my phone via Bluetooth, so if I wanted to do a phone interview, I would do it out there as opposed to in here. But yeah, I kind of have my own little little setup in multiple spots in my house to do kind of whatever, whenever I want, which has been really nice. Um, yeah. I, I found I was getting burned out with the other shows and like relying on co-hosts 24 seven, you know, there's a, a level of burnout with that. And I'm sure, you know, I'm sure. Yeah. You know. Dude. Yeah. Like that's why I brought this show, like to really just get this one back going. Cause I'm like, I know I'm fucking reliable. I'm, I'm the most reliable person to myself. Absolutely. So, like, I'm not gonna fucking if if I fucking bail, it's not like I've been setting shit up all day, and then someone's like, "Oh yeah, dude, uh, yeah, not sorry, today." Yeah. Like, fuck. All right. Um. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's great, you know, being able to have your own. I do like having shows with other people, but it's became more of like, uh, whenever it's cool, I'll do it. It's not uh, as you know, like as uh, as much as this one, where it's like, okay, I'm gonna go because it's my pace. Like I'm going, like let's fucking let's yeah. get these on here, and um, yeah, I'm I, I've come to terms with that and just kind of let it go. And like I'm I'm not gonna have a co-host ever that's gonna be as reliable as I am. So I'm just like, okay, so I'll just have my own fucking show. Right. I'm cool with that. I can bring people on whoever I want. So exactly the approach i took was i'm you know i'm gonna do what i want to do i'm not gonna rely on other people if other people want to join they're more than welcome and they and all of my co-hosts know that yeah. um you know and again we're getting into two of them coaching i'm coaching you know the other one having is having another kid damn baby the damn baby factory over there um and my other buddy's still still running a bar so it's it's tough to lock these guys down they both they you know they all have wives they all have girlfriends you know so I'm going to do, yeah. I'm going to do me. I have one day a week that I know for sure. I'm going to put my sports show out on because I going to get home from work until the weather gets nicer. The, you know, practice is not going to be something I have to worry about. My wife works her second job. So I have time. It's going to happen. It's going to be great. And I kind of found my passion for it again. Uh, kind of found my fire a little bit. I'm, I'm fired up to get these things kind of going and underway. So I need like yeah. like a week. A week from today, I'm gonna have time. I'm gonna be able to do it more consistently. I have ideas popping in my head every day for like, oh, that'll be a good sh- segment for for Jaws of Life. Ooh, ooh. And then sports are always moving, so I can talk sports whenever I want. Yeah. Uh. So, quick question. So that you said you had a snowblower. Do you did you see, you have a shovel too, or do you just oh, do yeah. you only do snow blowing? Oh yeah, I got I got multiple shovels and a snowblower. Okay, so you know, like the, I just saw a thing uh, with the, about the heart attacks. You know, I didn't know that term until I was living in Minnesota, and then because uh, I mean that's that seems like a pretty big thing, and like uh, it's crazy, it's yeah. crazy. That that would be a shitty way to go, man. So like, um, so do you get to like bust out the snowblower a lot? I I had one for there for a little bit, and it was pretty nice, like. I, I had a shovel you know, growing up, but I, I would love to say that I enjoy pulling my snowblower out, but the last three years, the weather here has been so Jekyll and Hyde where we yeah. get no snow and it's just kind of cold or we get nine feet in two days and nothing in between. Like there is at no point the last three years has there been that storm where like, eh, we got like eight inches. I'm going to go out and snow blow. It's nice, light and fluffy. It'd take me 20 minutes. 
nope, it's been like, oh, we're going to sit in the sit inside for three days and then have to bury it, like un, you know, un, unbury ourselves. Like, yeah, that's I hope that, for that's the been best. tough. Like my my poor little snowblower has only been so good the last couple of times. It actually died the last storm we had. I had to get it fixed. That was oh, a shit. Trip. So I was out there with a shovel, like I'm gonna die, but it's fine. So we can get out. Of, I can. I'm gonna die, so I can go to work. Awesome. Right. Yeah, dude. Those fucking. Uh, just yeah. Even getting the car fucking out. Like a lot of days, I'm just like, nah, I'm good, man. I'm gonna. I I can probably get by with just staying here, being okay. Uh, you know, because like so once you get over forty, you shouldn't be doing that. Uh, you shouldn't be shoveling snow anymore, but. Yeah, I still feel like I can shovel some snow. Yeah. But I, I try to, if, uh, listen, I'm not going to get away with not shoveling after 40. If my, uh, my wife's going to look at me and say, if you think you can still play sports at 40, you can get outside and shovel big boy. Yeah. Right. Kind of, kind of stuck on that one, but yeah. Oh man. Um, so, okay. So people can find you on those podcasts uh, and they can find you elsewhere. Where in the world? Uh, so- so Jaws of Life has its own Facebook page. Just type in J-O-Z of Life. It'll pop up. Uh, Jaws Talk Sports, same thing, J-O-Z Talk Sports on Facebook. Uh, both of them have their own Twitter account, which I want to make sure I give the right info here. So uh, Jaws of Life 25 on Twitter and Jaws Talks Sports on Twitter. Then Jaws Talk Sports has a Instagram, same thing, just Jaws Talk Sports. And Jaws of Life has a TikTok that I don't use as much as I would like, but Jaws of Life 25 on the TikTok machine. Both shows can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, I think Google's getting rid of their podcast platform. They are. So uh, the big two and probably most of the other like minor ones, because they usually just kind of pirate their RSS feeds from Apple right. and Spotify. So, you know, like I know yeah. all of my shows are on Good Pods. We've never done anything to put them on Good Pods. So, yeah, they're just... Kind of there and like, oh, okay, thanks. Thanks hey, for cool. that. Hopefully you guys are making some money off of that. Yeah. Common <laughs> uh, debauchery was like at one point like the number twelve show in Indonesia. Cool, Just man. Randomly. I don't know, whatever. You gotta <laughs> fucking get out to Indonesia, man. Yeah. Get out there, take a little, little trip out there. Um Yeah, dude, just fucking uh why not? Why not? And there so then uh what do you do on TikTok? What's your TikTok in? Uh, so generally it's, it's usually just standard stupid bullshit. Um, are you doing so, like booty dances? Oh, stuff, no, I am, I am not a booty dancer. No. Okay. Not uh, anymore. Mo- mo- most of it is just me talking at the camera, um, about different things. There's a couple of random cat videos on here. I have gone, um, low key viral a couple times. Okay. So, so at one what? Uh, well, at one point, I was trying to get my buddy Rotten Jack from Common Debauchery. We were trying to find him a girlfriend. Oh, shit. And the first video about that got like 27,000 views. <laughs> I was like, what the oh, hell? Oh, damn. Um, yeah. Just- yeah. So I was like, I, I threw it up as a joke. Like, it was just something we talked about on the show. And I was like, I'm going to use TikTok to try to find you a girlfriend. And that was the one to of, fucking go. Yeah. And it kind of blew up. And, you know, it, was pretty hot for a little while. We actually did a couple episodes about it. Uh, we we put up a Google Doc for it being like a girlfriend application for my man. Oh damn! Um, and like we we actually asked the people to like, hey, link your like social media so we can like look at you and see and like. And oh, there there were some that were like, dude, go move to go move right. to Arkansas. Like, what the hell? What the hell are you doing here? And others, I was like, don't go to Georgia. Don't go to Georgia. <laughs> yeah, it was do, fun. It was, wear, wear a hat, man. Yeah. Wear a it hat was, and it was really it. funny. Um, but like, yeah, it's just it's just standard bullshit. Like it's just, you know, a lot of like uh, there's one on there. Um I've tried doing like different series at, at points. Like I tried doing uh, a Buffalo problems. Like, oh, I went to uh I went to the grocery store today and you know saw Buffalo Wing flavored something. At buffalo wing flavored beer and i was like first off gross and second like i don't think a beer can taste like a buffalo wing second it's a chicken wing god damn it like that was kind of kind of the thing um it just what, again just me being me is really all it is what what do you dip your wings in uh blue cheese the okay. only answer man so there's there's this one thing 
because I, I I'm all for this too. Uh, there's this comedian Joey Diaz, uh, who has this this bit about it, man, and, and it's like talking about ranch, and it's like, man, fucking blue cheese uh, on on the wings, yeah. Uh, and I won't get into. I don't want to butcher the joke, but um, I was thinking about that. Like, yeah, dude, like fucking ranch bullshit now man listen nah. ranch, ranch is fine when you have nothing else like if your options are ranch or dry use yeah. ranch but if your options are ranch or blue cheese you'd be hard-pressed to, ha- to have me agree that ranch is the move it's yeah. got to be like the worst blue cheese ever made right um, like, I'm, yeah. I'm such a blue cheese snob like i will avoid certain pizzerias that don't use like their own house blend blue cheese so like so they put blue cheese on pizzas there Oh, so I'm I'm that freak. Like I I eat like you order pizza and wings with blue cheese. You end up dipping the pizza in the blue cheese too. How is that? Elite, highly okay. recommended. I would give it a shot. Let me know. Let me know. What kind of pizza? A cheese and pepperoni, nice and easy. You know, okay. just standard pie. Um, I've also done it with steak and banana pepper pizza, which is one of my favorites. Um, banana pepper, interesting. Okay, yeah. I, can, I can be good, uh, man. Meat, meat lover, same deal. Um, you know, really, really any, you know, any anything can kind of go with it. But my go-to is usually just your cheese and pep with, you know, some wings, and then you just dip your blue, you know, dip everything in the blue cheese. So then, because most, if they're serving wings, they probably have blue cheese. You can just ask for a little container of blue cheese yeah. or a container or two, maybe. Um, is there a blue cheese that like you go and you buy? Uh, at so the grocery store, the the two around the two that we can get around here that I that are my go tos if I'm buying from the store are either Rudy's or Marie's. Okay, and are they just are they pretty much just local to that area? I don't I don't think they're local. They might be, but I'm like Marie's. I'm pretty sure is like a, a bigger brand. I'm not okay. sure about Rudy's. Um, All right, yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah. wondering, man. Uh, man, I I, I miss fucking living uh like in connecticut man uh for for that reason dude i miss i miss the pizza i miss the fucking i was in connecticut about a month ago um yeah. sent for training for work and on my way up there i messaged a guy that i know through coaching um that i'm friends with and just said hey you're from kind of like the new englandish area up that way like you've done a lot of like recruiting and stuff you know anything i need to know anything, anything cool to do uh, in this area that you know of. And he was like, ah, because I didn't spend a whole lot of time around there. He goes like, I know like you're probably not too far from Yukon. If there's a basketball game going on, he goes, but because I know you're a pizza guy. They're apparently the pizza capital of the U S. Uh huh. And I was like, I'm pretty partial to Buffalo's pizza. Like, it's just like the way it's made, the way it's done. I'm just pretty partial to it. And I tried some pizza at an ax throwing place. It may have been the best slice I've ever had. It's fucking wild, it was man. Like, damn good. I I, yeah, I don't yeah. love the flats, like the how like big and flat it was. I like it a little bit more, I mean, a little bit more girthy. But it yeah. was taste wise, out of this world. Yeah, I was blown yeah. away. Who knew? Who knew? Um, but fuck yeah, dude. Like, get that. Got it. You got to figure out the. Uh, got to mix the two with those wings, man, and that blue cheese. Bring it. Bring it up yeah. to. That was the thing. Like we had pizza, we got pizza and wings while we were axe throwing, and the wings were like meh. Cool, yeah. <laughs> like again, I'm from Buffalo, so no shit. The wings were like meh, but right. Like so I was like, I had a wing first, and I was like, well, that doesn't, that's not gonna come on. And then I took a bite of the pizza. I was like, oh, I stand all the way corrected. Yeah, here it is. Here's here's the fucking pizza place, man. Um, Wild. Hell yeah, man. Well, dude, thanks for coming on. Uh, fucking great to talk to you again. And uh, I'll get you back on here. Yeah, appreciate sometime. it. Man. Let me know. Less time part than the last one. So, yeah, man. Have a great rest of your day and enjoy the uh, the, the the journey, man, uh, tonight. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Hell yeah. All right. Take it easy, bud. Have a good one. You too. All right, so that's Jaws, man. Fucking hit him up. I'll put the links in there. You guys can do that. You know how to do that. You guys are smart. Um, If you want to be on the show, man, maybe you want to be on the show, you want to talk, I don't give a fuck. I'll bring you on probably. If you're listening to the show, you're probably pretty cool. So um, hit me up on whatever, I don't know, wherever you find me. I'm pretty easy to find. 
or you can email me rustydiamondhypnosis at gmail.com or go to rustydiamond.net. Call me 503-974-6420. Easy, easy, easy. So thank you everyone for being here and listening and watching and doing what you do. I appreciate it. And thank you so much. And that is the show. Man. Boom. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker.